And here we go. The Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast is live. I'm, of course, your host, Eddie Cohn, the host, the creator, the producer behind the Spiritual Spiral. You know, I'm thrilled you're here listening to the show. I welcome Polly Humphreys to the show tonight. I'm going to speak to her, so that podcast should drop probably later on next week. She's an actress here in LA. We're going to talk about the Martin Scorsese article where he was talking about Marvel films, and we'll talk about Netflix. And then I'm going to talk to John Maddox. He's a drummer here in Los Angeles. So yeah, some pretty cool conversations coming up. Today, I want to talk about I want to talk about a lot of things, but I'm going to try and condense this as much as I can. And I realize I face a battle every time I press record on my podcast. I face the battle to keep you entertained, to keep your attention, because that's what we're dealing with now, keeping people's attention. Nobody can pay attention anymore. That is a huge struggle that everybody deals with every day. And the reason why that's so challenging is because our brains are constantly seeking information and they're sort of naturally built that way. The human brain has this tendency to want to learn. And that's why the internet was so great. It started out as this source, this resource where just at your fingertips, you could find out just about anything. Well, that wasn't enough. And the brain just wants more wants more information, wants to listen to podcasts, wants more music, wants to watch television shows. And the technology giants above us see that we want more and want more, so they want to give us as much as they can. So, of course, we have Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, and now we have Apple TV, and then we have uh, Disney's platform that just came out. It's just nonstop, and it's impossible to watch everything on Netflix. It's impossible to listen to all the podcasts. It's impossible to watch all of these shows. But we are doing our damnedest to do as much as we can in the allotted time that we're here. So what's happening is people are watching television, two shows at the same time, or they're texting while watching a show on Netflix, or they're driving and texting at the same time. Or they're walking on sidewalks, looking at their phone, texting, maybe watching a show on Netflix while working. We are multitasking now, but not in a productive way, in a destructive way. We are constantly trying to consume as much information, as much entertainment as we possibly can. And it's creating the chaos around us. You know, just yesterday there was a school shooting in Saugus, California. And as you obviously know, we had all these terrible fires that were happening here in California. There's a sense of chaos now more than ever. Technology is perpetuating it. It's making it even worse. We can't sit still anymore and talk about the world's problems and try to find a solution because... 20% of people are wanting to binge watch some new show on Netflix instead of, you know, try and solve a problem. Technology, our phones, and the world we live in, the internet, it's happening so fast. It's such, in such copious amounts where we are literally overwhelmed, where we can't 
get enough. We're getting, but we're, it's, we're getting too much, too much information. And I was listening to Ed Norton, just for an example. He was talking about, oh, podcasts are the great, it's, it's showing how people are craving the long form format now. No, I, I don't think it is. I think it's just another platform where the hosts typically just feel the need to share their opinion. They love themselves. They think their opinion is worth being listened to by millions of people or a thousand or a hundred of people. It's also creating another area where people are going to just passively listen. People are passively listening to a conversation on a podcast. Now, I do realize there may be those out there that may inspire you to change your life or be an active participant in our day-to-day lives. But the vast majority of podcasts are doing the same thing that everything else is doing out there. It's creating a numbing effect on our culture. It's creating passive behavior. There's no more curiosity or activity or wanting to go out and experience and explore. Overall, people are numbing out and staying home all day and staring at their phones or watching Netflix. And it's happening in every arena, whether it's podcasts, Netflix, Apple TV, the phone, Snapchat, this new TikTok. I mean, it is a world now where there's complete chaos everywhere. If you don't see it, put your phone down and read about it. It's everywhere. But because people are so enraptured by their phones, by technology, because they're addicted, they can't see what's going on around them. And this show is about bringing more awareness It's about bringing more activity to your life. It's about creating a world where people are actually talking and having conversations and thinking for themselves and not just just vegging out on their couch and binge-watching five, six shows in a row. Because what that is doing, it's creating a numbing effect. It's literally creating a world of zombies. There's so much disconnection now. There's so much numbing behavior now going on, and it has gotten to the point where it's destructive. And this show is about waking people up, getting people to be more active, less passive, getting people off of their asses so they stop staring at their phone, and creating more dialogue, creativity, more inspiration, more activity in our day-to-day lives. So I do want to talk about Netflix before I speak to Polly later on this evening, because there there is some very complex issues here. And the reason why there's so much disconnection, there's too much going on. We can't possibly absorb all the information that's happening. There's also this complicated trend happening where People don't want to be inconvenienced anymore. Like, a lot of people just want to stay home. People don't want to go out and explore or watch a new movie. They want to stay home. They're, they're satisfied staring at their phone or watching seven, eight hours of Netflix. That is enough to keep them satisfied. And I just, I'm flabbergasted to think that that's what's happening to the world, but 
it's so obvious to me when there's gun violence and school shootings every few weeks, people talk about it for a day, and then people go back to their phones or go back to their favorite Netflix show. So it's, it's very complicated. But I think we don't appreciate artistry anymore. We don't appreciate conversation. It feels like an inconvenience now to go to the movies or to go to a record store and, and explore albums. Everything feels like an inconvenience. Or we don't want to pay for it anymore. We don't want to pay $15, $20 to go to the movies when we could just stay home for $15 a month and watch Netflix. And I don't know if it's because human beings are innately lazy or we are slowly losing our ability to experience curiosity in our brains. Like we just like this idea of things being spoon fed at us, this idea of exploring or creating. I think it's slowly dwindling. And I mean, I wish I could be here 500 years from now. It's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine as I was walking to the elevator and she lived in, uh, or she lives in Agora Hills and they had really bad fires last year. And this year, the fires didn't really reach the Agora Hills area as much as they did last year. And so we were talking about the fires. And I said, gosh, you know, part of me wishes I could live another 300 years because I'd love to see if, if Los Angeles is still here. Or I'd love to see what it's like because part of me feels like the city's going to be gone. And so she looked at me and she said, yeah, gosh, I, I, I can see what you're saying. And there was this other guy in the elevator who said, I don't think it's going to be more than 10 years. And really, can we possibly keep this up? The constant consumption. I think, though, I want to talk about this idea of artistry and creativity and what I think... It's a huge problem. You know, I touched on it just a little bit on the previous segment, but we don't value art anymore, or at least like we used to. Leo, come on, you got to stop. It's it's cat time in here again. And I think there was this sort of mystery and elusiveness and curiosity around bands in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know anything about Led Zeppelin, but let's say, you know, Alice in Chains or Nirvana. You know, you didn't really know anything about the band other than what you saw on MTV or what you saw on the physical record that you held in your hands. And then maybe you got to see them at a show. Maybe you read about them in Rolling Stone. And that's really all you knew. So we would pay money to go buy the record or see them in concert. We placed a value on artistry. We sort of looked up to artists as though they, we looked up, we looked up to artists because they had talent and we couldn't really connect with them other in any other way, other than going to their show or buying their record. There was value to artistry. And then Napster came along and provided a way for just about anybody to get music for free. And so now we're living in a world now where people under the age of 22 have never paid for music. They don't think music is worth anything. It should just be 
free. That's how they've lived their entire life. They have not spent a single dollar on a piece of music. I mean, that is crazy to me. That downgraded the value of art. And it made people think, huh, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is with making a record. Or, and, you know, I don't know anything about being in a studio, how much money or time it takes to record a record. But why should I pay for it? Even though it may cost fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars to make a record, cost two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to go on tour to promote the record, I don't care. I don't think I should have to pay for music. So that attitude, you know, Napster and then ultimately Spotify, they ripped the value of music out from underneath us. That attitude, though is carrying over to so many different creative aspects of our life. And one aspect I want to talk about is film, Netflix. You know, when Netflix, so it's, you know, Spotify and and iTunes, this, this whole idea of subscription, paying for subscriptions, you know, for $10, $15 a month, you can get all you want. But that attitude, people don't want to pay $15, $20 for an album. They don't want to even spend $5 now to rent a movie. I mean, Blockbuster Video closed. They are so in love with this idea of being home, unlimited anything for $15 a month, that it is carrying over more and more to movies. I mean, when Netflix started out, their library of shows and movies, they were all pretty mediocre. They didn't really have anything that was that interesting. But they slowly started purchasing, and this, you know, Netflix is billions of dollars in debt, but they have, they, they, they keep spending, they spend billions of dollars each year to purchase programming to get it on their platform. And that's one thing in their favor. They have unlimited capital and to keep purchasing and offering deals to different people to be a part of their streaming service. So, but when Netflix started out, as you know, it was just a DVD mail and a, a mail to a mail to home DVD service. But they went to streaming. But their shows at first were pretty bad. But they slowly started adding more programming to their service. You know, they started adding big time shows like Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, and then they started coming up with their own shows because they were losing subscribers, and they. They got this huge amount of people through their mail-in service, so they need to retain them because they're facing the same problem that everybody faces, keeping people's attention. And even I realize right now, my podcast is like 20 minutes old or 15 minutes. I very well may be losing your attention. It is all about what can I do to keep your attention? Netflix is going along and they start creating their own shows. Now, of course, there's like House of Cards, which I think is great. And Mindhunter was fantastic. I like when they see us. But the quality of their programming to me pales in comparison to, say, an HBO. Again, maybe one show will pop through on Netflix that is interesting, that is unique. But Netflix, their shows, 
They're all a formula. I can see it every time I watch a Netflix show. The stories are pretty uninteresting. The characters aren't captivating. But they always throw in a little twist at the end of the show that gets you to want to keep watching. It's all manipulation. It's all a formula. It's all an algorithm. And the algorithm and the technology that we hold in our hands is so powerful that if it is manipulated in a very specific way, it will get you to come back. And that's what Netflix is. It is a formula. It is not a creative exploratory platform. It is not encouraging free thinking and free thought. It's encouraging and dumbing people down to a formula. And it's becoming so problematic now that a genius like Martin Scorsese is now a victim to the technological transformation that is happening in our world. He, people don't want to spend money going to the movies. So he wrote an article or said something at the Cannes Film Festival about how, you know, theaters now are overrun with Marvel films. And the reason why theaters want Marvel films is because there's already a built-in audience. But I'm not interested in those movies. And Martin Scorsese isn't interested in those movies. And those types of films aren't the types of films that got Martin Scorsese interested in making movies. But because theaters are losing money because people don't go to the movies anymore, because they stay home and watch Netflix or they stare at their phone, theaters have no choice but to play a film that they think is going to get as many people there as possible. And the best bet for them is to either have a 3D movie in there or like a Terminator 10 that just came out or a Marvel film. So Martin Scorsese's hands are tied. He has a new movie called The Irishman that's just coming out, but Paramount doesn't want to pay for it anymore because it's going, it's becoming more expensive. And Paramount knows that the theaters aren't going to pay them money to screen The Irishman because it's too long. It's like three hours long and it's not the type of film that people are going to go to the theater now. People that are going to the movie theater either over the age of like 60 or under the age of 22. That 22 to 60-year-old range that used to go to the movies all the time, they're not going anymore. They're staying home and watching Netflix. So Martin Scorsese, his movie isn't getting, despite the fact that he has Al Pacino in the movie, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, three of the greatest actors ever, and Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest film directors of all time. Even though he has all of that attached to the film, he is still having a hard time getting his film done or getting it paid for. So I don't know if he reaches out to Netflix or Netflix reaches out to him, but Netflix ends up funding the rest of his film. And why is that problematic? Well, Martin Scorsese, there's two things. He wants, he's making a movie so it's on the big screen. He's not making a movie so somebody can watch it on their 50-inch screen at home. He grew up in a day and age where people went out to the movie theater to experience something new, to be active, to get out of the house, not sit on your ass, but actually leave and get out of the house and go to the movies. That's the world that he lived in. And that's the world that I used to live in, even though I'm not as old as Martin Scorsese. But it's the changing of the guard. Technology has ruined that active curiosity behavior. So Netflix is willing to give him money, 
But typically, a movie stays in the theater about 70 to 90 days before it's allowed to be seen at home. But since Netflix is a streaming service where people watch it at home, there's a little caveat there. So Netflix and Paramount got into some heated discussions, and ultimately it was decided that, Marty, you get three weeks of your film being in the theater, not 72 days, but three weeks, and then we get it, we being Netflix. So I was around somebody today. He says, hey, you know, Irishman is coming out on Netflix in a couple weeks. I said, well, actually, it's in the theaters right now. It's been out for a week. And he says, eh, I'm just going to watch it at home. And that's exactly what's going on. People don't want to leave their house. And I don't know if it's because they don't value art. The experience of going to the movies isn't interesting anymore. Or they just want to stay home and sit on their ass and get high. And I don't know what. But people don't want to go out of the house and experience art anymore. So I don't think movie theaters are going to be around anymore, at least the big chains like AMC, because people aren't taking risks on a film like Martin Scorsese. And how Martin Scorsese's film is even a risk when you have Robert De Niro or Al Pacino in it is beyond me. But it's trickled down to everything. Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, cannot get funding to finish his film because Paramount knows that people are not going to leave their house to go watch a three and a half hour movie. They'd rather just stay home. And theaters aren't going to pay for this movie because they also are dealing with the same thing where people don't want to go to the movies anymore. And so what's going on now? People aren't taking chances anymore. People aren't actually creating something unique. People are becoming formulas. It's a formula. The Marvel films are a formula. Netflix products, it's a formula. Instagram, they're all algorithms or formulas to keep you on the platform. It's turning people into formulas. Last little story here. I was talking to a friend of mine who recruits millennials for projects that he's working on. And he tells me, because he has to talk to them on the phone, and they all talk like this. Hello, how are you? Yes, no, oh no, I don't want to do It's There's no expression. They are all monotone. And it's because they don't talk, so their vocal cords probably aren't warmed up. Or number two, they text all day. They literally sit around in text. They don't talk. It's really frightening what's happened. And so, sort of to bring it full circle, it brings us back to attention. Everybody is going out of their mind trying to figure out how to get your attention. Nowadays, people speak really loudly, they yell, they take off their clothes. You know, I was listening to Madonna the other day. I mean, I was just, I forgot how fucking good she was. I mean, like 15, 20, 30 songs, every single one of them, a pop genius. And I was looking at the music videos, what she's wearing, like like the outfits are all interesting and unique, and there's so much thought put into everything. And now it's like Cardi B, let me show you my tits, and I'm going to take off my clothes, and I'm going to talk about like something really raunchy and racy. There's just 
no thought and depth. It's about, oh, can I just get this person's attention for five minutes because I know this person's going to go back to their phone. It's really a strange, interesting time that we live in right now. And I'm certainly not immune to it. I'm trying to navigate it as well. But I hope that my podcast, you know, the, the one thing that I don't want, I don't want more pass. I don't want you to be a passive listener. <laughs> I mean, really, this isn't, you know, we live in a world now where everybody's numbing out, you know, marijuana pot, THC is legal now. Netflix, you could binge watch 10 shows tonight. You could just literally numb out for the rest of your life. You could numb out. The world has given you every possible opportunity to numb out every single day. And I created this podcast to do the opposite, to create conversations, to think and talk and ask questions and challenge myself, challenge you to think about how you're spending your free time. And last but not least, I don't think Madonna, anything like that is ever going to happen again. You know, I was listening to some of the new Beck songs and I don't think they're good at all. And I'm a huge Beck fan. Sea Change, if you don't know Beck, go out and listen to Sea Change. One of the greatest records of all time. And I remember listening to that record from beginning to end. The whole record takes you on a journey, a story. It's about the breakup that he had with his girlfriend or his wife. I forget if they were married. But there is so much depth to that album. And this music that I listen to now, just I'll say from Beck, for example, the couple songs that he's released, they sound flat. They sound dull. And I, I think it's a result. The creative... The creativity in our culture is getting washed away by technology. That's today's show. Again, a reminder, if you haven't seen the movie Parasite, I highly recommend that movie. One of the best movies I think I've ever seen. So it's mind-blowing. Definitely recommend that. If you dig the podcast, head on over to iTunes, write a quick review, give it a five-star, share it with friends. You can visit my Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash Eddie Cohn to support the show directly. And as always, I hope I've captured your attention here for a little bit. I think, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy how much people want you to consume. And it's impossible to consume. All this information around us, all the shows, all the songs, all the media that's around us, it's impossible. So hopefully the show is getting you to turn off your phone and stop consuming or stop being a passive listener and becoming more active and actually creating. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast.